welcome, 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 welcome. This is the Christian Talk Show, episode number two. This episode's called You Have the Power. Pastor Cesar Vargas, are you out there today? Amen. God bless you. I'm here, sir. Amen. Amen. You made it in, Pastor Caesar. You made it in. Amen. Amen. Thank God for technology. <laughs> you know, you know, Pastor, this is our second talk show, Pastor. And we're getting a lot of good feedback, Pastor. You know, um Amen. Isn't that exciting? It is so exciting, Pastor. I am so happy and so amped up for today. We're we're gonna have some powerful topics for our listeners today, Pastor. So let me do some introduction. My name is Minister Jermaine Woodall. And, you know, we put this ministry together to help help people that are new to the faith, help people that have been in the faith, help people that maybe have lost their faith to come back and just reconnect with the Word of God. And through all this different mediums and social media and books and all these other, other things we've been doing, God has just been changing lives. What do you think, Pastor? He sure has. I'll tell you, he's he's working uh, just as hard today as he has, I think, when he first began the world. <laughs> he never stops working. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. Amen. Amen. He, you know, he never, never stops, Pastor. Pastor, go ahead and introduce yourself for everyone. Uh, my name is Pastor Caesar, and I'm just delighted to be here. I'm glad to see the work that God is continuing to do in all of our lives. And I'm just so happy to be a vessel to be used by him to reach out to other people. Amen. Amen, sir. Amen and amen. You, you know, Pastor, I think this is going to be a benchmark for us. This, this, These topics that we put together a couple of days ago, I think all the Christians go through like each one of these. Right, right, right Pastor? Yes, most definitely. I can definitely tell you. I've gone through a lot of this personally, you know, and I'm not ashamed to say it because the only thing I can boast in is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, Pastor. And, and you know, you know, Pastor, why don't we go ahead and you lead us in opening prayer while we go ahead and uh, get our minds shifted and, and ready to receive the word of God today, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Father God in heaven, we just come before you with praise and thanksgiving in our hearts we thank you so much, Father God, that you have said where two or more are gathered, I am there in the midst. We know that you are here this evening, Father God, and we just want to thank you. We want to praise you. We want to glorify and honor your holy name, Father God, because you alone deserve all praise and glory, Father. I pray that you work through us tonight, Father God, that you give us the things to speak, Father God, to men's hearts. And we are just thankful to you, Father God, for the work you are doing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen, Pastor. That is absolutely right. God's going to just touch someone today. I can feel it. He's going to change a life. He's going to transform a person. And he's going to melt a heart, Pastor. Open minds amen. and just insert himself, Pastor. Amen. And that's what we're looking for. We're just looking for God to touch people's hearts because in this time uh, that we're living in, it's very, very difficult. And many times uh, we feel somewhat powerless. Hmm. And uh, we're going to be talking about that as one of our topics uh, this evening. 
you, you know, right? You know, you're so right, Pastor. The power, you know, just looking at some time when you think you have lost it all. Um, a lot of Christians, they come to a point, they think, oh, you know, I'm a Christian, everything's behind me, and, I, I'm, you know, God's on my side. But, you know, at some point we get tested. Right, Pastor? I think you right. put a podcast together about being tested. Is that right? That's right. That's right. As a matter of fact, you know, you can never uh, be used if you haven't been tested. Mm. It's it's kind of like, why would I believe, uh, you know, because sometimes they say, you know, well, this pastor, he was, you know, he used to be a drug addict or this pastor used to be in prison or this pastor had issues with this or had issues with that. Well, first of all, we all have issues. But I think more importantly is I'd rather be listening to a pastor that's gone through some stuff and that's been tested that is able to actually help me out. Because if I've been through anything uh, even remotely similar, I can then identify with that pastor and I can receive because I know he's been tested by fire. I know he's been tested by trials. But if you've overcome those, if God has allowed you to overcome and he's helped you overcome, then that's how he can pour himself into you by you being tested and coming out on the other side. And now you're actually stronger. You know, Pastor, I, you, you said it. You're going to come out. You're going to come through it. Right. When I look at the scriptures in the Bible, a lot of the characters in the Bible, if you want to take Moses or take the three Hebrew teenagers or many of the challenges that most of the characters been through, that's just it. They went through it. They came out on the other side better than they actually entered. Is that right, Pastor? That's right. That's right. Because you come out stronger. You've been through something. If you've never been through anything, how can you really minister to anybody? It's, it's difficult to do if you've been through something, if you've been through a suicide attempt, if you've been uh, in prison, if you've been, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, half the Bible was written from prison, right? Some of the apostles were in prison. Think about it, right? And so where do you get your strength? That's the time where you count on God and you have to ask God for that deliverance. It doesn't mean that you're not going to uh, go through through some things and feel fear or feel doubt or, or feel uh, like you can't make it. But God says, my grace is sufficient for you. And in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Wow. Wow. That, that, Pastor, you're, you're already getting powerful already, Pastor. It's only been the first seven, eight minutes of the podcast. So... <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Praise so you God. know what you know what, Pastor. But that brings us to our first topic, right? So our first topic today is: Have you lost your power? Have you lost it? Amen. Have you have you have you reached the point of giving up? Just like the pastor said, some people go through these challenges of you know uh, you know leaving a family, suicide attempts, and and other things they want to you know do, do to themselves. They want to take it on themselves instead of giving it to the Lord and letting the Lord do it. So it comes to a point in a Christian's life or in a person's life, Pastor, right? Where they just say, enough is enough. And they think they lost all the power. What do you got to say that? Yes. What do you got to say that, Pastor? Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you, I think it's, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, first of all, what I think, some of the reasons why we lose our power. Uh, one, I think, is the lifestyle that we're living. Hmm. If we're hmm. not living a right lifestyle before God, and we try to have power, it's kind of like, remember when they were uh, uh, actually speaking to this gentleman and saying, you know, we command you, this man had, had demons. He said, we command you to leave this man in the name of this Jesus whom Paul preacheth. So mm -hmm. they didn't really have a relationship and they didn't know Jesus. They obviously weren't living right, but they were trying to exercise the power. Now, because Jesus Christ's name is all power, of course, the demon obeyed and came out. But what did he tell them? He said, well, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? Who are you? Right. <laughs> who are you? So if you're trying to act in a power that you really don't possess, there's a danger in that. So we need to be living right. Amen. And the other thing I, I think is we need to really focus on training. Example, if you go to a gym and let's say, uh, you know, I, I remember when I when I first started uh, going to the gym, which I haven't been in a while because of COVID. Let's blame it on that. But <laughs> but anyway, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to the gym and lifting weights. When you first start off, it's so difficult to even lift a bar, let alone put, you know, a 25 pounder or a 45 pounder on each side. It's very difficult. But once you're training and you keep lifting, you start off with the small weights. You know, you start off with the smaller weights and you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And you have, in essence, power, strength, right? But if you leave the gym for two or three weeks, it doesn't take very long. You start getting weak. You start feeling it. If you're a runner, a jogger, and you're out there and you run one or two miles or 10 miles, five miles, whatever it is, and you stop doing that for a while, now you start to lose the stamina. You start to lose power. And it's the same thing in the spiritual. If we're not using the giftings that God has given us to either preach, to minister, to worship in, in song, to heal the sick, to lay hands on people. If we're not doing these things that God has called us to do, we start to get stagnant. And before you know it, we start to lose power. So the thing is to exercise your power, exercise the strength that God has given you by holding on to the word of God and not believing the lies of the enemy that we're weak and that we have no power. Amen. Amen, Pastor. You know, I'm looking at the Bible right now, and I'm in Acts chapter 1, and I'm going to just read verse 8. I'm, I'm in the contemporary English version, and it says, But the Holy Spirit will come upon you and give you power. Then you will tell everyone about me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and everywhere in the world. Amen. You, you know, Pastor, Amen. another, another uh, you know, we'll say... Um, word for power would be ability. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you have this ability, Pastor, 
this this or innate ability to carry out God's message or do God's work. Have you thought about that sometime, Pastor? Having the ability to absolutely, absolutely. And I'll tell you, see, in these things that we're tested in, right? In order to gain power, see, once you've been tested, you're ready to be trusted. You can't be trusted if you haven't been tested. Wow. Because nobody knows where your heart really lies. And you don't even know where your strength really lies because you have been tested. But when you've been tested, when you had to go to your knees into your prayer closet and ask God, God, please forgive me for all my sin, first and foremost. And then, listen, I need you to work in my life. I need you to do something, Lord. I'm desperate. I'm feeling like I'm losing this battle because that's what the enemy wants to do, as we've talked about before. He, his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what Amen. he wants to do. Yeah. He wants that's to steal he's trying to power. do. Amen. So in order to stand up to somebody, it's like standing up to a bully. Even though you may be afraid. Once you make that stand, and especially the stand in the spirit, the, the stand with Christ, the enemy has to flee. He cannot stand the power of God. Wow. He cannot fight exactly uh, the power that God has. You and I were talking about uh, that once. Uh, maybe, maybe you can explain that uh, to our audience, but the rules of engagement. Amen, sir. So, you know, that's a good point, Pastor. These rules of engagement, Pastor, there's when you, like, say two countries come together, or let's even make it more uh, localized. You have a police officer and you have a robber. The robber's fleeing the scene. Now, the police officer can't take his car and run the robber over. It's just, it's the rules of engagement. Yeah, now, right. if, the, if the robber tried to take his car and harm the police officer, that's something different. But the rules of engagement say equal or balanced power. Now, when you're looking at the balance of power, if you go back to the scripture, Elijah had the king send his whole army to go get him. Right. Because the king thought that, well, the king knew there was a report coming out. Hey, there's a prophet over there. Everything you say to us in a private, he, he's hearing in the spirit and he's letting he's letting the Israelites know. So they're, they're, they're a step in front of you. So. So he sent a balance of power. He sent every single horse, chariot, soldier, uh, sentry to go get one man. Now, you would say to yourself, why would you have to send everything you have, everything you have, all the, all the <laughs> armies that you have to go get one person? Because the power right. is balanced, Pastor. See, the spirit knows how powerful you are. The enemies know what you're made of. But it's us that forget. So when this, when the enemy sends all these obstacles in front of you, when they send things to your mind, when they, when the battle gets fierce because it's balanced power, you may feel powerless, but the enemy knows if they can change your mind, they can change their rules of engagement. And, and, and then if they're trying to lopsided for you, but the, but, the, but the balance of power is in your favor. Amen, Pastor? Amen. So let me ask you this. So... That means if, uh, let's say, some small country and they're uh, throwing rocks and slingshots to our military, we can't go in there with 
nuclear weapons or atomic weapons or tanks and right. what have you no. start shooting, right? Right. We got right. we got to have to use the rubber bullets or you know uh, uh, the tear uh, gas, gas like you that. know, yeah. yeah, exactly, right. So we can't go in there all crazy. So this is why the enemy he can't when he knows the power that you have, the power that you have in you, because we always, especially. Uh, when we're preaching as pastors, as ministers, we always say the one uh, the one scripture that everybody uses, right? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. In the world. But do we really know? Do we really know what that means? Do we really hold on to that and understand what we carry? And many times we don't. Because we, we cower in fear or we back off when challenged. And that's not power, right? The Lord has said, I've given you uh, a spirit, not of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So we have to stand up to the enemy and not be afraid. As long as we're with Christ, we are sure to have the victory. Amen? Amen, Pastor. The victory is ours. God's That's children, right. they have the victory. Right. And you know, the enemy comes out after us in a, in a way so fierce. So, and it seems like it's unbalanced at the time, right? Pastor? It yes. feels like, yes, a, it like a tsunami or something. It feels like, Hey, what, like, like you're overwhelmed. Right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. you you, you feel it. You feel it because, uh, you know, in the natural, I mean, we're, we're humans and, and we have emotions and those emotions play on us and, you know, we we just go through things many times and not really realizing, for example, if the enemy is coming at us, right? If he knows you have power, the power that Christ gives you, he's not just going to come at you with, oh, a little bit of sickness. Or he's not going right. to come at you with, oh, just a little problem in your marriage. Or, oh, just a little problem with your finances. No, he's going to come at you with sickness, disease, uh, 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 you know, coming against your family, coming against your children, coming against your marriage, coming against your business, your finances. It, it, he comes at you with everything and the kitchen sink, right? He That's comes right. at you with everything he can because, like you were saying, the balance of power needs to try to be equal. And he knows what God carries. So he has to come at you with everything he has, hoping to distract you, hoping to dismay you, hoping to destroy you. But if you hang on to Christ, like when Jesus stepped out of that boat and people talk about his failure, well, he sank, you know, because he was he took his eyes off of Jesus. Yeah, but he's the only other one that walked on the water with Jesus. Right. right? Peter did That's Because right. he had that faith. He had that faith. Right. And who was it that Jesus built the church on? Peter. The rock. That's right. The rock. Yeah. Right? That's right. Power. Now we're talking power. The gates of hell itself shall not be able to prevail. That's power. That's power. And, and you know what, Pastor? Have you ever had or thought your power was stolen, Pastor? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've had times where 
I've wanted to quit the ministry. I've wanted to quit being a pastor. Uh, I've been in despair uh, with uh, feeling a, a loss of hope, feeling a loss of power, strength. You feel like the enemy comes at you and throws a few blows and, and you're down and out for the count. And you're like, I don't want this anymore. I'm tired of these attacks. I'm tired of going through this with my family. I remember once, uh, many years ago, uh, I used to speak to this gentleman. Uh, he had been an alcoholic for five years. Uh, he had uh, struggled a lot, put his, his wife and his family through uh, just an incredible amount of, um, of turmoil. And uh, when he got um, finally delivered from that, it, the, the wife still had kind of some ill feelings toward him, right? It was, it was difficult for her. She had some, you know, some bitterness and some anger and, you know, and he would get so angry, you know, any little fight they would have. And he would immediately, you know, say, I want to get a divorce. And I would tell him, listen, that's, that's not the way. That's not what you want to do. You're not thinking this through. And, you know, you have to be understanding. You put her through a lot. It's going to take time. And well, I don't have time. It's like, well, she, put up with you the day you got married for five years in alcoholism. You know what I mean? And you can't put up even a, a, a little bit with, with her and, and understand where she's coming from. Every time I would talk to this gentleman, because we used to work together at the same place, I would come home and have an absolute all-out battle with my wife. Hmm. And hmm. I didn't understand what was going on, why. And then I would go back to work and a couple of days would pass, two, three days, and he would come to me again complaining about his wife. And I'd talk to him and talk about a divorce and this is not what you want to do. And look, you have children and on and on and on. And the minute I would get home again, just a fierce, ugly fight with my wife. And I'm like, what is going on? So I spoke to a pastor friend of mine. And I said, listen, man, every time I speak to this guy about not getting divorced, my marriage just gets hit. It hits really hard. And he told me, he says, look, why do you think I, uh, uh, you, this happens to you? And I said, man, I don't even feel like I want to talk to this guy anymore. He says, that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants you to think, go ahead, open your big mouth again. Minister to this guy. Yeah, tell him how he shouldn't get divorced and watch what I do to your marriage. Just watch what I do to you. Keep on. Go ahead. Open your mouth. Speak it again and let's see what happens. You know how when, when somebody with big muscles flexes, right? The enemy would flex and try to show his power. And it wasn't until the pastor told me, he says, listen, I want you to set some worship music in the morning before you leave your house. Just leave it real low, playing in your room or, you know, in your living room or what have you. He says, and then leave your Bible open on one of your favorite scriptures. Just leave it open there in your room. He says, and anytime you talk to this gentleman, he says, when you're going home, send the word forth because there is no space, no time for God. Send his word forth and declare peace and no division and no anger and no argument at your house and watch what happens. 
the minute I started doing that, the battle that I thought I was losing and that I had no power, all of a sudden I saw the power of the Lord start working. And it gave me a strength and a power to continue doing what God was calling me to do. So you can't ever cower down just because you feel like you're losing your power. You may feel you're losing it, but it's always there. As long as Christ lives in your heart, listen, his power is always within you. Amen, Pastor. You know, that is very, very true. As you started to administer to another gentleman about his marriage, the devil or the enemy went on attack in your marriage, Pastor. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he wasn't shy about it. I, I was just going to say, Pastor, and it's not like, you know, it's a it's a hidden attack. Sometimes it's so they, they have the, the enemy has the audacity to, 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 to put it in your face, almost rub your nose in it. Right, Pastor? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and he does. It's like a challenge. It's like, come on, keep coming. See what see what I do to you next. See what I do next. And that's all meant to dishearten you and to scare you and to make you cower down. But you can't do that because that's like a bully that pushes you and pushes you and pushes you. And what happens normally when you stand up to the bully? The bully backs down. And in the natural, of course, you know, before you're saved, I, you know, you used to have fights and what have you. But I'll tell you, you take the biggest loudmouth, the biggest guy that, that, that looks the toughest and, and he's the scariest to you and all his friends are around. And the minute you say, you know what, I've had it. I'm tired of living in this fear and I'm done. Let's go. The minute he's taken out, everybody else backs off. That's right, Pastor. Right? That's right. They, they, they get out of the way. And, you know, Pastor, this brings us to our second topic. Because a lot of us, like you said, they feel like they lost the power, but the power actually never leaves. But it's something they need to do when you feel like you're losing power or you lost power, you lost a connection with God. Have you ever just walked by faith, Pastor? Absolutely. There have been many times where I've had no other choice but to walk by faith. The trial, the test is so overwhelming. And you feel sometimes like God is not responding or he's not speaking to you. But you have to understand that whenever you're going through a test, right? Like if you're in college or you're in high school or what have you, listen, the teacher is always silent during the test. But it's afterwards that you find out that you passed the test with flying colors. And you ever feel that nervous, that nervousness when you take the test and you're like, man, I hope I passed. I hope I passed. I hope. I and then when you pass, you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is so fantastic. Thank God. I'm, you know, I passed the test. It's the same thing in the spiritual. If you just keep pushing, you know, there's an acronym push. I'm sure you've heard of it. Pray until something happens. Push. Amen. You've got to walk by faith. You have to stand on God's word because there's nothing you can do in the natural when you're so overwhelmed, especially because the Bible declares that we 
wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers, and high places. So we're not fighting a natural fight. So we have to get on our knees at that point, and we have to reach out to the almighty God, the living God, the everlasting God, the most powerful God who created all of the heavens and the earth. This is, boy, you talk about power, but you have to have faith. See, faith is the key that unlocks the door. You need to have faith because the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Not it's difficult. Not, well, you know, it's kind of hard. He says it is impossible to please God. And see, when you pray and you don't have faith, then it's a tough place to be because God is not going to answer if you don't have faith. You have to trust in him. You have to know that he's going to answer. You have to know that he is for you and not against you. You have to know that his plans are for you to live a life and live that life more abundantly. You've got to have faith. You've got to trust in his word. It's the only way to do it. The only way to make it in this world. Amen. Hey, Amen, sir. You know, earlier, you, you, you know, you mentioned Peter, uh, Jesus. You know, he asked Peter, you know, Jesus said, come to Peter. Peter said, you know, Jesus, can I walk on the water? He said, come. Jesus told him, come. So he gets out on the water. <clears throat> he, that must have been an enormous amount of faith, huh, Pastor? To get out on water. Absolutely. Now, you, now, now, we all went swimming before, right? <laughs> you know, we all right, went right. You know, either to the ocean, you know, to the beach, or you're in a pool. But to see someone walking on the water, and then you have the boldness, not to just, like, be in awe, but to say, can I come with you? Right. That yeah, must really. be an extraordinary amount of faith, Pastor. Have, have you ever thought about the faith that that Peter must have possessed? Well, you know, what astounds me is what Jesus said. If you had the faith of a mustard seed, a mustard seed. One of the smallest seeds in all the world. If you had the faith of a mustard seed, you could tell this mountain to jump into <laughs> into the water and it would obey you it would well, do it amen so we're talking about you don't have to have phenomenal faith god has given every one of us a measure of faith but in order for that to grow we need to exercise our faith we need to step out of the boat into the water in order to be able to walk on it. Amen, sir. You know, That's Pastor, what we have to do. No, I you know, I totally agree. I totally agree with you, Pastor. But you know, sometimes when you get like uh, I don't know, a doctor's report, right? You get the the financial bills coming in, or sometimes they're calling you, right? The 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 bill collectors are calling you, um, right. you know, ringing your phone, starting at 8 a.m. or whatever time it starts, right to the whole day. Um, you're getting the bills in the in the mail. Um, you, you're hearing, uh, you know, significant others, you know, family members telling you how gloomy the forecast is going to be. Yeah. So at that point, Pastor, although you see all these signs of instability, or you see the challenges, 
around you, Pastor. What we're saying tonight is we walk by our faith, Pastor. Is that right? You hang on to the faith, not by what you're seeing, not by the sight. Is that right, Pastor? That's that's correct. That's correct. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, a, a quick story here. I remember several years ago, I was um, um, in a play uh, for the church. We had a, a big play. I mean, they, they had all this, uh, you know, orchestration, uh, orchestration music, uh, you know, uh, live animals or whatever. I mean, uh, the set designs were, were enormous. And, you know, so we used to have these, these plays, these dramas, uh, you know, for like Easter. Right. And I remember uh, I had been uh, selected to play the part of Jesus, um, which I, I took very, very seriously. And uh, we would have to, of course, for weeks, you know, um, go and and uh do audit uh, not auditions i'm sorry um uh oh what do you call it when you when you're practicing your lines and what have you you know we would have to go in and we would have to do these these dry runs right and uh so everybody would know when the music was going to come in what you were going to say you know we had lines and lines and lines you know pages of lines that we had to memorize and i remember uh my daughter was was very young. Uh, I don't even think she was a year old. And one day, uh, my wife and I looked at her eye and her eye was really swollen. And it was red. And it's like, what's going on? It's like, what's happening? It's like, well, let's keep an eye on it. You know, let's take her in to urgent care and what have you. Well, next day, you know, I went in again to practice. And then uh, when I came back, my wife said, you know, it's gotten worse. So it's like, well, let's, let's take her to urgent care. We went to urgent care. We told us, you know what? She needs to see a specialist. She needs to go to a hospital. This doesn't look good. So my wife was very concerned as was I, of course. And, um, we went to the hospital and I knew, I, I immediately knew, you know what? This is an attack of the enemy. He's trying to distract me get me scared, get me worried, have me lose my focus, maybe even quit the drama, quit the play because my daughter's like this. And I immediately started to exercise my faith. I said, no, you will not have your way and you're not going to do this to my daughter and my daughter's going to be fine. And I just started praying for her. Well, out in the lobby, um, I was talking to the doctors and I was, uh, you know, kind of laughing and what have you, joking with, with some of them. And my wife, uh, when I came to the room, was pretty upset. And she says, why are you laughing? How could you take this so, you know, so callously? Like, like you're not even worried. You're not afraid or anything. And I said, because I know who my God is. I'm not worried about this. I know what this is. This is just meant to try to scare me because usually there, there would be a standing room only, as a matter of fact, in, in the church. It's a big church. And we would have 2,500 to 3,000 people show up for these, these uh, big dramas. So, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people would get saved in one, in one day. So I knew the enemy was trying to stop me. So I said, you know what? He thinks he's going to stop me. I'm going tomorrow to the church and, and I am going to just tap in as much as I can to the spirit of God. And, and I'm going to do the 
best job I can possibly do, right? And I said, and they're going to call in a doctor. I, I, I literally said this to my wife, as God is my witness, he's listening here. I said, you know what? They're going to call a specialist. He's going to come in. He's going to take one look at our daughter. And he's going to say, I don't know why they even called me here. Your daughter's fine. And he's going to leave. He's not going to be here but five minutes. Wow. I went. I did the play. It was phenomenal. Hundreds of people got saved. When I came in the next morning into the hospital, the specialist came in and said, oh, we called a specialist and he's going to come in because, you know, it looks like she could even go blind and what have you. And uh, her whole, the whole side of her face was swollen. Her eye was shut. And, you know, it, it just looked really bad. But the guy came in. Uh, hello, I'm Dr. So-and-so. And he pulls a stethoscope, you know, and he starts looking in her, in her eye. And he kind of shakes his head. And he's all like, <sighs> he took a deep breath like, ah. And uh, what's going on, doctor? He says, I don't even know why they called me here. They have no need for me. She's fine. She'll, she's going to be fine. And he walked out of the room Whoa. just like that. That is faith. That is God at work. Also, this happened to my niece who had gotten like a stroke. And she was only oh, maybe like 13 at the time. And she got a stroke. And my sister called me and she was crying. She was scared. And um, I said, listen, do you believe, you know, here we are talking about faith again. Do you believe that God can heal her? And she says, yes. I said, you absolutely believe this. Yes, I do. Okay, then. I said, on the phone, we're going to pray, right? And I started praying for her. And when I finished praying, the Holy Spirit just dropped it on me. And I said, in three days, she's going to move her leg. And in five days, she's going to walk. She's going to be out of that wheelchair. I'm, I'm telling you, as soon as I said that, Minister Jermaine, I was like, what did I just say? Oh, my gosh. This little girl is going to hang her hat on this. My sister is going to be like, well, you said and blah, blah, blah. It's like, Lord, you got to make this happen now. <laughs> you've got to you've got to work this, Lord, because I open right. my big mouth. But see, God already knew. And it's like, hey, listen, I already know what I'm going to do. I need you to make sure you have the faith. Right. So sure enough, I get a phone call three days later. And my sister's ecstatic. And she said, she moved her leg. She moved her leg. Now I felt very solidified in my faith. And I'm like, okay, then day after tomorrow, she's going to walk. She's going to get up out of that wheelchair. I knew that was a big statement to make. But I know I serve a big God. And sure enough, she said that her daughter was screaming. She, she um, went over there. She thought, oh, my daughter fell out of, you know, the wheelchair. So she called her, she screamed because when my sister got there, she saw that my niece was standing off of the wheelchair and actually started walking steps towards her. It was just unbelievable. So walking by that faith, you can see true miracles take place. Amen. Oh, amen. Pastor, that is a 
powerful example of faith at work. You know, Pastor, just for, for folks that's listening for the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, for we, work, we walk by faith, not by sight. And you know, Pastor, what you just, the two examples that you gave us tonight is standing and walking on faith only. Because the situation doesn't look like it's, it's successful. The situation looks like it's less than victory. And, and you know, at some point, Pastor, even in my life, I experienced where people tell me, hey, it ain't going to work out. That's it. And, and, you're, and you're, in your mind, you have all these confusing inputs, right? You got what right. you're seeing. You got what you're hearing from others, whether it's trusted friends or close family members. But you have to stand on the faith that God himself will deliver you and make you the, vict- make you the victor. Amen? Amen. Amen. Look, and sometimes it's the people closest to you. What happened with Job? Who was it that told him, I just turn around and curse your God and die? His wife. His yeah. wife, man. <laughs> and what were his friends telling him? Oh, you must have done some kind of sin. You, Oh, you really upset God. You did something wrong. And none of that was true. But that's how the enemy comes in to try to bring discouragement and confusion and make you lose your faith, your stand. Right? No, you're absolutely right, Pastor. And, you know, that brings us to our third topic here, Pastor. I believe in miracles. I mean, miracles happen every single day, Pastor. Yes, they and do. you just gave us two prime examples of miracles. Have you have you seen miracles happen? Not not just in your family, your in 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 your uh, um you know in, in in your closeness with other people, but have you seen other people give you testimonies about like you for, put it this way, Pastor? If there's no doubt that that was absolutely God, and that is a miracle. Have you have you heard that from someone else, Pastor, outside your family? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I remember this uh, one young lady uh, who was having um, a a very, very bad struggle with uh, heroin, heroin addiction. And she didn't want to lose her children. And she she was trying to stop and trying to stop. And it was really funny because we knew she needed treatment. Right. She needed to be in in a rehab center. Those rehab centers, they're expensive. I mean, if you go to any kind of a good rehab center, you're talking like ten thousand dollars. Right. And uh, she was she was losing hope. She didn't know what she was doing. She was crying and crying and crying. Well, she gets a phone call. Right. And she walks out to to the front and. She comes back and she's crying. I'm like, is everything okay? And she says, you're not going to believe this, Pastor. I said, well, what's going on? She said, I just got a phone call from a friend of mine who I haven't spoken for, uh, spoken to for four years. And she asked me how I was doing. And I told her what was going on. And I told her I was hooked on the dragon, you know, to call, to call heroin. She said, I, I told her I was hooked on heroin. And she says, well, you need to go to a rehab center right now. And she says, I can't. I don't have the money. And the the girl said, how much is it? She said, well, the one I inquired about is $10,000. She said, call them right now. I'll pay for it. Wow. That is a miracle of God. Miracle. Somebody that you haven't spoken to in four years and just in one phone call 
one prayer and God answered it. And she got she got her deliverance. She's been clean ever since. It's been it's been probably five, six years now. My God. That's something. Wow. That's that's really something. And and uh I I know that uh these kinds of things sometimes you know, it's hard, especially when you're a new Christian or you're not a, even a Christian yet. It's hard sometimes to understand the things of heaven, right? The, the, the walking by faith. It's, it's sometimes hard to understand that walking by faith, you're going to get uh, the benefits like miracles, Right. And a lot of people think that, oh, that's just for the old days. That was just Old Testament or, oh, well, that doesn't that doesn't really happen nowadays. That was 2000 years ago, back in the time of Jesus. That doesn't happen now. And I can absolutely unequivocally say it does happen. And you don't have to understand it. As a matter of fact, miracles are the things that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of doctors don't understand it when people go in with cancer or they go in with tumors or they've had a massive heart attack and, and they, they're on uh, life support and they don't think they're going to make it. And then people get together and pray for them, family members, church members. And before you know it, the doctor's sitting there like astounded and saying, you know, I, I, I just I don't know how this happened. I don't know what happened. I can't explain it, but whatever you're doing, keep doing. And when you're a Christian, you know exactly what it is. It's God's power. It's everything we're talking about, God's power, your faith in God, and having the miracle actually take place. It's a wonderful thing to experience. No, it, it, it really is, Pastor. And, you know, um, you know, we're talking about miracles right now, and I've seen miracles unfold in front of my eyes as well, Pastor. There was a time when my mother had to go in uh, for uh, like a they call it triple bypass. And oh, yes, yes. yeah. So so I, I go to visit my mom, you know, vacation. You know, I think it was like um I, I, I don't know I know it was in the winter, like say early January, a few years back. And she said, Oh, my guy go to a doctor appointment. You want to take me? I'm like, yeah, you know, drive her over there, you know, sitting in the in the in the uh, in the waiting room. And then, uh, like, man, it's taking a little long. What was going on right. back here? You know, it's just right, right. a doctor appointment, you know? And uh, the nurse comes out and says, uh, are, are you uh, Mrs. Woodall's son? Like, yeah, yeah, it's me. Yeah, why don't you come on back? Go back there. And they have this, you know, the chart. Now they have the digital screen up so you can kind of see what's going on. Say, so we, right. we need to do a, a, a triple bypass, uh, I don't know, today. I'm like oh, today, wow. she's yeah, she's about ninety eight percent blockage right now. We got we got to get this done today. And I looked 98%. at my mom percent. Yeah, ninety eight, ninety eight percent, Pastor. That's that's pretty much full restriction, right? In somewhere in a, in, a, yeah. in the artery somewhere, right? And yeah. I looked at my mom and I go, hey, and and she had that look on her face like, uh, uh oh, <laughs> you know, like you know, I'm sitting here, right, right. So, so I was asking her, hey. Can we plan this? Give us, do we have one week to prepare just so I can, you know, get her, get the house ready for her. Cause it's a two story. And after that, she can't go up and down, up and down, up and down the stairs. Right. So I had to prepare right. the house, get my sister involved. 
So long story short, I go back out, I fly back out in a week. <clears throat> and um, just before we, we left the house, I think we were leaving like at 3.30 a.m. You know, to be at the hospital by 4, 4.30. <clears throat> and um, I grabbed my sister and my mother. We were in the circle and I hugged them both. And I just started praying, Pastor. Like I started calling down like Elijah, Pastor. I mean, I I opened my mouth and things were coming out. I <laughs> I don't know right, right. what I know. I was calling down God from heaven, and I just remember him saying, "Remember my mother, remember my mother." And we leave. We go to the hospital. <clears throat> she has surgery. They come out like you know, the surgery was last like say four hours. Two hours into it, they came out. Hey, your mom's in recovery. You guys can go home, come back here around, I don't know, in, you know, in the afternoon, like two-ish or three-ish, <clears throat> and you can see her. So we did that. We came back around, you know, 2, 30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, <clears throat> and we looked in the bed, you know, where she's supposed to be at, and she's not there. Right. <clears throat> so I, I go to the nurse. I go, hey, um, excuse me. Like, you know, some, somebody's missing yeah. around here. Right? What's going on? Right, here? right. <laughs> and my sister and my sister is about to go, you know, like a rocket high into the right. Right. She's like, OK, what's right, going right, on right. with my mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but we didn't look to the left of the bed. She's sitting in the chair, Pastor. Now, she just had the surgery and it got my mom sitting in the chair. I took a I took a picture. I can show you next time I see it. Wow. So this is this still on the first day of the surgery. Next day, Pastor. Next day. <clears throat> we get to the hospital. Um, I don't know if it was like nine-ish or ten-ish. She's up on the walker, Pastor. You're kidding me. Wow. And, she's, and, and th this, is, this is how I know it's a miracle. The second day, mm -hmm. no more pain medicine. Wow. She took no more pain medicine from the second day till today. And that was like two or three years ago. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. And, so, and, and, my, and my mom's like 70s, mid 70s. I went through her age case. She's listening, right? But she's in her mid 70s, right? Wow, and I'm just, I am astounded. Astounded. I'll bet. Yes, sir. I'll bet. So, Minister Germain, do you believe that God hears our prayers and our cries? Yeah, you know, Pastor, <clears throat> you know, we, we pray. And we, you know, we give thanks to God, but I would tell you, pastor, and using the same example I just wrapped up on just before my mom went into the surgery, you know, my niece showed up, my sister's there, I'm there. And the nurses, you know, they call it like pre-op or something, prepping her, getting her, getting her ready to go back. Right. <clears throat> I felt a peace fall upon me, pastor, that I've never felt before in my life. I felt and and I and and I'll be honest with you. I'm looking at my mom, and I got a glimpse, like like I know, kind of like a like a TV thing, like where they they flash something, in, in, you know, on the screen real quick. Mm -hmm. And she was smiling, and I felt as if wow. everything was going to be all right. So yes, God hears your prayer. God hears the prayers that you send up, and more importantly, because He's so amazing. He answers them himself. God himself answered the prayer, Pastor. Yes. Amen. 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 You know, I believe it's in Philippians uh, 4, 7, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 
reading, let me see, out of the New Living Translation, let's take it here, it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's not Amen. the peace that the world gives. That peace that you felt was the peace that God himself gives. Where everybody says, but this is happening and that's happening in your life. Oh my gosh, how can you even sleep at night? And you just have a calmness and a peace over your life because you know who's in control. You know who sits on the throne. That's he's right. He's large man. and he's in charge and he's God and he's God all by himself by himself amen sir amen you know he's so powerful he's so mighty and you know he gives us grace that we don't even deserve pastor and he, and yes. he blesses he blesses us directly things come directly from god to you look when jesus was on the cross and he gave up the ghost he gave up his life the veil ripped pastor and that gave us the ability to bypass all of the religion stuff that they were doing at that time and still doing today at some points, right? They go directly to God. So the mercy go, seat. So we don't have to go confess to a man? Ah, no, no, Our sir. Sin? Pastor, pastor, no. The mercy seat was exposed for us. For us to have free access to God. It, it's, it's, it's like, pastor, it's just, just like a cell phone, right? I call you directly. You call God directly. You don't need to go through these extra channels. Remember, remember the old phone systems, Pastor. You ever seen on a good? So I don't need to go through TV an deals? operator. No, right, right, right. <laughs> That's right, Pastor. Yeah. I don't have to do like on Andy Griffith call. Sarah, can you connect me to so and so? <laughs> no, Sarah. No, no, no operator. No intermediary. No. You have a direct line to the Almighty, and that itself should just be an increased faith on your on everyone's part what, what, what do you absolutely you know christ is our intercessor i can't I, I i can't name anybody better at interceding that i would need than christ alone christ himself amen he's the best intercessor he's the one that can pray like nobody's business and he's the one that gave up his life willingly. They didn't take it from him. That's right. Yeah. He said, you do not take my life. I give it willingly because he knew what his purpose was. Amen. And we can count on that sacrifice, that, that death on the cross, on the place of the skull, and the resurrection that we would have life everlasting amen just by everlasting isn't that awesome? everlasting it's so awesome it's so awesome pastor and i tell you pastor you have really really helped this ministry grow and understand the components of faith and miracles and 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 right. and, and i and i see the messages starting to come through more and more pastor more and more and people's faith are getting increased for everything that you're doing. God bless you so much, Pastor. We really thank you for everything you've been doing for us, Pastor. You're amazing. You so you're amazing and amazing. <laughs> thank you. I tell you, I couldn't do it without Christ. It's all Christ. And to him be the glory and the honor. Amen. Amen, sir. And you know, Pastor, that's our hour. 
So, you know, wow. it's just, it goes so fast when you're speaking wow. about God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just getting warmed up. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, we did it. Another hour, another hour of just talking about God and what he can do for us. And he's just so amazing and joyful to Amen. speak about. He's so powerful Amen. in everything he does. And we thank God yeah, we, for everything he's doing in our life. It was an hour of power. Amen. Hey, Amen. Yeah, it truly was. It truly was, Pastor. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give us a closing prayer. Amen, Pastor? Yes, sir. Please do. Heavenly Father, King of kings, Lord of lords, we thank you once again for giving us your word and presenting the word in a manner that we can understand. Oh, Heavenly Father, you're so merciful to us. Your grace is abundant and sufficient. You are God all by yourself. Heavenly Father, the creator, the author and the finisher, Elohim. Oh, we just thank you for all you have done for us, for blessing our families and restoring us and strengthening us, strengthening all of us in you. Give us the power to present you and speak your word to others and get them to come closer to you. Thank you for everything you've done and thank you for everything you're about to do. These and all things we ask for in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Yes, yes, Pastor. Well, I tell you, Pastor, I really appreciate you coming out for this evening, this talk show. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Jermaine. You're, you're a special man of God. Thank you so much, Pastor. And to all the listeners out there, this is our weekly talk show. This is our second talk show. So you're right at the beginning stages. And you can see the power that's coming out of it. And I know that someone's going to be blessed. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy. And remember, you have... You have the power. The power. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <All right. laughs> Amen. <laughs>